seems to be kind of up quite a bit today. It's up like 15% to about 295 again. It bottomed out of like 229 this dip. So that's really one of the sort of fastest movers, I would say. Um, I was not really expecting that necessarily. Um, I think uh, we've had some update for quite a few things um zephyr's up like 11 it went to about 1470 which is kind of a fib level kind of dipped back down to the 50 day moving the 50 period moving average on the four hour um hard to tell if everything's in reversal or not um on the plus side it looks like the bitcoin um like selling fud is largely kind of coming to a close so you got a pretty good correction there and um i suppose we could dip a bit further but overall um you know it's like there's not really any real significant fud left for btc i would say um so otherwise unless there's some organic selling or something should do fine um Stuff that has not moved yet that are good buys, I would say. Kuji's looking good, um, about 327 right now. It's got like a fib level at 309, right around there. And um, has had a consolidation here since about November, like most alts. Uh, so it looks like pretty good for a next move up in the next month or so. Mm, judging by its velocity to get could you to get to like 550 which is previous high the quickest that's likely to happen is probably within a few weeks um it's kind of like just the speed of this thing um so that's kind of a good good price at this point um other stuff um hold up a second there's some news over here uh, Tesla stock falls 12%. What happened now? Anything interesting? Uh, speaking of Tesla, the um, so Porsche's new Macan was uh, showed off kind of today. Yeah, Tesla's like at 183. Um, Porsche's new Macan's pretty expensive, but it has really good range, uh, really large battery, really, um, really fast. Um, recharge time and stuff um so it's kind of an interesting thing uh, i don't know if that's going to be bullish or bearish for their stock but anyway a little side note 
otherwise um let's see other things um so there was the luna uh terraform labs sort of bankruptcy news and um that sort of along with other of this like crypto dip um luna dropped about 55 cents its most recent high was uh a dollar 30 so it retraced pretty much 50% or so um and it's at its 200 day moving average right now uh is it going to see another dump or a, an, another low I guess it's possible uh i think people don't understand exactly what the bankruptcy for terraform labs is all about um the understanding is they file for chapter 11 so they can protect their uh assets for many creditors or i guess anybody who would try to claim money from doquan or something not really sure but it might be potentially a bullish thing for terra to have this happen either way like the fud will cause price to go down and um you know you'll you'll probably find like a good buying opportunity somewhere um is anything really fancy being built on terra except for enterprise down some other things i'm not so sure so i've got my uh luna bag um some of the guys yesterday were talking about how they were getting into white whale token which is an interesting little um sort of play on sort of arbitraging different coins in the cosmos ecosystem um so that looked pretty interesting that was the white whale coin um that's available on their own chain and uh we, we kind of talked a little bit about a bit about that yesterday i might get some um let's see what other things are interesting here uh zephyr um sort of hit a local bottom at about 1040 uh today i think hit um i think it's today yeah hit about um almost 15 bucks 1480 so that's a pretty good size candle off the bottom uh on the daily today um it's at a level where like it could go parabolic again uh so you know small caps like this usually just like either either they just sit and do nothing they they drag downward or they just send not a lot of in between on these things usually um as you've seen from zephyr's chart before uh really great pullback already it's almost 80 percent uh i think like could it go lower it's possible but um you're you know it's in a, in a bullish market you're probably getting greedy um it um should like i think um so the next sort of retest would be that 25 dollars level and then uh beyond that like the highest volume uh, resistance areas for Zephyr are right in that sort of 17 to $18 range. And then the 27 to $28 range. So that's kind of the destinations to look out for. Um, other, other than that, like, yeah, once, once things start moving, it should be pretty quick. So if remember, uh, proof of work coins, um, are basically like owned oftentimes by miners and miners tend to own things like bitcoin give me one second sorry guys the news and then you know flies afterwards it varies every year i usually expect volatility around that time because people gamble uh during that time they'll put in longs and shorts 
So that is the time when um, you might see some chop, um, some excitement, just because of that. Um, people play the, you know, try to play that and try to figure out if they can make some money. Um, anyway, um, yeah, where, where does BTC go? I don't know. It'd be interesting if next year we could get back relatively quickly here to uh, this year to um, prior high to BCC. Be really, really bullish if BTC um, is able to make it um, quickly here to prior high, which is a 69K. I think it's quite feasible for that to occur now that all these ETFs are live. And um, if the stock market pumps and people are like, oh, I got to sell my you know, NVIDIA stock or some shit or my AMD, uh, whatever's pumped, like, you know, some of those people will want to find the thing that hasn't moved yet. And um, for sure, I think if you just look at where the stock market is, like BTC dropping to the, the next lower FIB, which is 33K, would be really a bit too easy, honestly, because then a ton of people could just sell their stocks in the green and buy this, and buy this thing in their ETF. I think that makes it a little bit too easy um, for people. And therefore, going to 33K is probably not going to happen. All these new ETF people that bought the ETF, you know they're going to buy that dip if they bought the, you know, they bought the, uh, you know, 38K to 47K level. So all those ETF owners are basically new dip buyers, essentially. Um, like, I don't think it goes, I don't think it's going to go there at this point because of this. Um, having said that, like cost of mine BTC right now is about 20 to 24,000. You never know, like uh, BTC in the past has hit the cost of mine uh, or gotten very close to it, such as in the bear market this last time, last season. Uh, cost of mine was around 10 to 12 K and we reached $15,600 BTC. So um, getting closer to the cost of mine is very much possible, but with happening coming along, uh, price of mine will no longer be 10 to 12 K. It'll be more like 20 to 24 K cost of mine. And right now we're at 41,000. So we're about a two X from the cost of mine already for April. Um, all right. Uh, Generally, post happening is when um, miners tend to huddle their coins. Uh, the cost of mine actually goes up considerably, which means that if the price drops below the cost of mine, miners are going to just buy outright instead of trying to mine it. And um, these kind of dynamics lead to sort of steady number go up over a period of time. Okay. Janet, what are you up to? Yes. Uh, hi, Sophie. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out how I can buy uh, Zev. Because mm -hmm. I try to put my uh, VPN, the, the VPN that I use, uh, it's called a node, node what? Node something? Okay. It's, yeah, it's still showing, it's still showing my location. So uh, can you advise me? Did you, like, did you, which, change, the, did you change your location? What location did you pick on the VPN? Uh, the location I'm at here in Canada. Yeah, you you probably want to just pick Switzerland or somewhere. Oh, okay. Like the VPN country. is not about your personal address. The VPN is about which country you're from. Uh huh. So typically, so like if you go there and you hit go to Mexico, you should be fine. So if okay, so if I change my location and then yeah. I use Mexico, it's gonna be. Is it? But I've heard so many bad stuff about Mexico, though. <laughs> nah, it's worse. <laughs> Huh? Mexi, is it, uh, the, the, any of these platforms are a problem if you trade futures? 
Uh-huh. So trading futures, meaning like, um, you know, you gambled that um, some coin is going to 100x and it actually 100x's. And then the exchange doesn't want to pay out that amount or something. They create some drama. Okay. But if you're just simply buying tokens and moving them to your wallet, which is uh-huh. the best thing so to will, do. At, will, Mixi, will Mixi allow me to transfer my uh, Zev? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, all right. It's been working great. No problem okay. at all. Okay, thanks. So yeah, just uh, yeah, you can go there, or it depends on how much you're buying. If like if you're buying a um, a, a relatively smaller amount, mm. then um, you can um, uh, you have like Trade Ogre and some other smaller exchanges as well. Uh huh. But okay. Mexi has the most liquidity. Yeah. Just to buy there. So what do you think? Do you think it will pump by April? <laughs> by April? Yeah. Why not? quite possible um so if you look at uh already we've had a two-month retracement about 61 or 62 days mm-hmm. um if you look at a similar chart with the you know back when caspa was at this level it yeah. took about three total months between the high the dump and then back to high again mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it would be fairly typical to have a coin like this start to run mm-hmm. again over the next month or so so that wouldn't be okay. surprising at all and remember, when these things run, it's usually too late if you wait. So it's like they'll run yeah, fast. Typically, like, they run so once things fast. move in these small caps, they'll put in like, you know how they move? They'll move like thirty percent in one day, thirty percent in one day, thirty percent one day. They they move really really fast. So yeah, you won't really so, be able to catch it if you sort sort of say, "I'm going to time this and find a reversal or some shit." Like you just yeah, just pop. yeah that's how that's these things true. usually work. It's how it, yeah. it's what happened in um, like October as well. Right. It was like Mm -hmm. a buck 88 and it went to 52. And, you know, like something like this could go from like right now we're only $13 and 40 cents. So, you know, to do to get to the next fib at 130, like the only one fib uh, extension from the all time high at 52 would be 130. That's a 10 X from here already. Mm -hmm. Um, These things usually run like two fib extensions, at least at these small market caps, if not three. If you go mm-hmm. to three fib extensions, um, Zephyr is at the one billion market cap area at four hundred eight dollars. That would be very very good. Um, in general, like what is bullish here is the uh, for the relatively small market cap here. Mm-hmm. Zephyr's market cap here is like thirty five million or forty million or something. Let me see. It's um, relative is very small. Yeah, forty million. It's still got a one million dollar trading volume per day. At a forty million dollar market cap, that's really quite good. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, for reference, let me pull something up, um, something else up, and we'll see how much difference there is. Yeah, so like Kujira has a four hundred million dollar market cap, and mm-hmm. it only has one point seven million dollars of trading volume per day. So, what does that imply to you? Proportionally, Zephyr has maintained a very high trading volume relative to its total market cap, which means that it's trading hands very quickly. People are mm-hmm. selling, other people are buying, and it's good. You want um, price discovery to happen with high velocity, and you have that with Zephyr. So, um, if yeah, if you compare like other coins at Zephyr's market cap, it has one of the mm-hmm. best um, uh, sort of like volumes per day. Mm-hmm. So it's still pretty bullish um, for sure. It means a lot of people are watching it, and and the the dips will get picked up as time goes on. Okay. Um, also, these like this type of bleed where it bleeds like slowly over two months is mm-hmm. really bullish as well. What's not yeah. bullish is when you see like straight up, straight down, and this is not what this is at all. 
It has a yeah. really, really good classic chart. What nice. about its wallet? So I tried. Uh, yeah, I went to like... it up um, at the at the lows here. Okay. And you what know about... you, these things can always go down a bit more. It's just you know when you're playing at the bottom, remember like you could okay. see fifty percent dumps on coins like this, no problem. But if you're already down, like here, you're already down eighty percent from the top. That's a mm. pretty good retracement. That's damn good. So I did, I bought mm. higher than here. I bought like thirty all the way down. So for me personally, so that's where I've been. Okay. My average Can you is probably hear me? Like Twenty or something. So I'm a little bit under at the moment, but that's okay. That's just how Can it is you with small me? caps. You're gonna have. You're gonna be red for a while. It's just normal. Can you hear me? Um. In fact, Steffi, let me see. I was me? gonna see like if um. So oh. let's see how. Can you hear me, Seth? Right now, in the market cap list, it's six hundred forty-two on market cap list. Another way to analyze these things: is just go to CoinGecko. Go to like that same market cap zone. Let's see if we can find this. 642. And let's just compare a few coins in that region and see where they are. It's kind of interesting. Can you hear me? Um, oh my gosh. Hey, Steffi. Got to go a few pages on this thing. Hey, Janet. Just drop down and come back up. <clears throat> Oh, she can't hear? No, she can't. Or I can't hear her? Yeah, you can hear. She was like trying to talk over you. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Um, she probably switched cell networks or something. It does that to you. Um, let's see. I know I was just going to pull up the um, some other coins in this range and see what kind of performance they've been doing in terms of volume. Okay, so here we go. So um, oh, there's Janet. Uh, we'll get her back up. Um, I don't know. There's some random ones here. I'm trying to find one that I actually recognize. I don't know any coins. Uh, Janet, you back? I hear a lot of noise back there. Janet, you want to hit the mute on your mic? It's quite noisy. I'm not sure what that is. Um, Let's see what other coins. So yeah, there's um, there's quite a bit of volume picking up in the alt space. Like even some of the other coins in that region, like Frontier Coin, I don't know what that is. Forty million market cap, five million dollar trading volume a day. So it's already picking up. Mm, what is Forda? No idea what that is. Let's see what that's doing. Um, only two hundred thirty thousand um, dollar, even though it's at a forty million dollar market cap cap. So yeah, it's. Uh, Zephyr's kind of sitting in the middle here a little bit. Let's look at what Sentinel Protocol, UPP. 40 million mark cap, 1.1 million trading volume. So yeah, everything's picking up a bit, I think, um, in that region. So yeah, folks, will, like, I think like within the month, uh, people start getting impatient and they're going to start gambling on their various alts and everything will pump. <laughs> That's a pretty good, pretty good likelihood of that. Um, what have you been doing yourself, Lucky? Anything interesting? Um, I picked up some on the dips the last couple of days, so those are looking pretty good. Okay, how low did you go uh, to pick it? How low were you able to go? I got. I mean, I've been doing that ALPH one that I keep talking about. I got that. Oh, right yeah. around right around one forty. So I made like a thirty percent ish return already on that. So that's nice. Are you selling uh, some of that? Just like just hodling that. No, I have two wallets. So I, I have one with like a core position that I'm going to wait to like, you know, for like large, large numbers. 
Mm-hmm. And then my other wallet, I kind of just play around with. So you might as well. Yeah, you can, you can definitely. You pick up a bottom. You can always sell some just to um um because you'll what you'll end up doing is you'll you'll sell your last position, which may, might make your um, cost base a little bit lower. Right. Right. And then um you you know you just take a tax loss or something on it. And I, then you I pick up be the lower buttons. That's a yeah, problem. it's like clicking buttons, and then and then just like the lower the lower positions, um, you know, arguably are the ones maybe you try to keep in theory. Yeah, I had FET I had FET alarms going off on Tuesday, and I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't pick it up. So now I just rebought again. So we'll see how I do. <laughs> FET, I don't know. Like, um, it's it's one that's had its sort of like little AI run. Is it going to be? Uh, continue to be big. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You're just gonna just hold and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, like what I've done is because, um, like, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm I'm trying not to hold too many bags. So I just said, you know what? Like, what's going to be my conviction thing for the season? And I felt like the three biggest positions i sort of consolidated in for new things was kujira um because i think like that sort of system has a potential to get to that five billion market cap level that's kind of a 10x from here and that's reasonable and i'm i'm comfortable holding kuji as a bag holder if it goes down so it's like the bag holder comfort level is what you really go by (laughs) to some extent right and so that one i'm comfortable that if it goes down it'll come back up again um zephyr i'm I'm liking just because it's like a core cult of type of it's a type of people that would want this sort of thing um chain link uh is the other big you know that's my really big bag now that's the like uh blue chip like i can sleep at night with giant amount of money in it and not worry about a type of bag so that's kind of what i'm doing with that one now yeah i've narrowed down <clears throat> i would say alpha is my biggest holding and then really try trius is my next so your one. biggest holding is a micro cap huh yeah well i mean it's, yeah it's 100 and what 150 million now that's my biggest holding though um and then trius adam a little bit of fat i'd say uh, 150 mil is still definitely in that micro cap range <laughs> like yeah yeah Zaf, well, so Zaf, have you figured out what the actual like bullish case is for this alpha thing like what's great about it is a layer one like what is it is it compatible with anything like what does it do i couldn't figure it out by looking at it or it's just it was just popular and so you're like screw it run it uh, a little bit popular but a little bit of how they built their l1 um especially around the way they do the security piece um, hmm. like what's so, different um it has hold on let me pull i'll find it again i always i have to like go to it because so i always don't want to explain it wrong um but they're about to they're also about to have their hackathon so i think there'll be some movement after after the hackathon uh that they'll do it's got a fairly high fdv not that anybody cares in a bull market but like it's market cap is 144 mil it's fdv is 403 mil well like what's like where's the rest of that money it's like two thirds of the the value of the the valuation is just hiding somewhere (laughs) like I, i don't know what where that where that is 
Hopefully and the circulating off. supply is only, yeah, it's circulating supply is 68 uh, million, whereas the total supply is 190. And then there's yeah. a max supply of a billion, so I'm not sure. I guess it's proof of works or something. Yeah, and the release cadence is pretty fairly long to get to mm -hmm. the to the billion. Maybe there's like a team token that's like that 190. No, or not the 190, the... um. Who knows? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, that. I'm not looking for like huge, like massive, but I mean, I think five's doable into the ten to twenty. I mean, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking yeah. for like a thirty billion dollar. You have some sort of exit price on that one, then? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have marks across the board. Okay, um, you're just like okay, sell here, move on. Yeah, sell, sell to get initial return, and then hodl to see what happens. Okay, so that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking to carry it as as far. Adam, I'm kind of super excited about. I think Adam has some good possibilities here coming in a little bit. What with this Adam Wars thing, or no? I just, I just, I think just the, I think just a, just chart wise, or yeah, just chart wise. And <clears throat> I think as money starts flowing back in, I mean, because the BTC is net positive. If you've been following, mm -hmm. even though the GBDC has been selling. The BTC with ETF has been net positive over the past two weeks. I don't know if you've been following those charts or not. Yeah, yeah, the ETF looks fine. Yeah, uh, people are people are. I guess the 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 net inflows are looking good overall. Yeah, the overall net inflow has been twenty thousand BTCs. Mm -hmm. So that's an outflow of ten thousand from the GBTC, and then an inflow of eleven thousand for ETFs. Um, so it's a net of 517 just from that activity. And then just overall, the effect is plus 20,000. So I, I don't think we've seen that buy pressure still. That's what I think. So mm -hmm. uh, that's my gut, but I don't know. Yeah. There's a tendency for people to, uh, buy in once they see everything reverse. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I think everyone gets that FOMO when they see, um, things start turning around and you see, start, you know, you have several days of like, oh, 10% gain, 10% gain, 10% gain. And people then start jumping in going, uh oh, I better not miss this train, right? Like on the way down, people panic because they're like, oh, I bought Zephyr at, you know, 17, it went down to you know 10 or whatever. Um, but on the way up, they'll do the same thing. It's like, you know, let's say it goes back up to 20 as an example. Then next thing you know, like oh my god it's a reversal i'm gonna jump in now and they could have had it at 10 but they bought it at 20 instead because they they were too afraid to ride it from 10 to 5 or something right so it's an interesting dynamic every time i think all of us do that to some extent we look at that chart and we're like oh shit now it looks now the chart looks bullish right now i have to go buy it <laughs> like it's just funny yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, someone someone posted a a chart. It was Doc posted a chart, and he's like, "It's just a it's just a trading pattern where you know if you have like a big dump, and then you have like a little you know little chop at the bottom of it. So let's you know it looks really attractive because a big drop looks like um, um for some reason like easier to buy. Uh, so you get these like V shaped recoveries, but then you have other times when it's um like uh you know, you have up and then chop and then up and then chop. Like people, ha that's what we've been doing this whole year. And uh, that's feels harder to buy in some ways. So, yeah. Like well, I, and I'm kind of watching the totals. I, I mean, I was a little nervous this early this week because total three wasn't looking good. But it just recovered out of nowhere. So I don't, I don't understand sometimes these markets. 
Let's see, total Total three. three. Let me pull it up here. I mean, total three looked like it was about to die. (laughs) And then just out of nowhere, it was just like, boom, big candle right back. Yeah, I mean, it did kind of like, yeah, it kind of rolled over. And, uh, you know, to be fair, like, with this type of dip, um, you could go side, you know, sideways for months like this, though. Yeah. There's no... There's no telling how long you go sideways. So um, on the other hand, it's the the question is like, are we getting a lot more attention in crypto now than we were six months ago? And the answer, I think, is yes. So because the first sort of pump out of the bull mar- bear market gets the people that were in the bear market excited. Right. Um, you know, have you heard people at work talking about crypto yet or not yet or asking you for advice or shit like that? Not yet, which makes me feel like we're still early, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, I think like now we are if for, far enough into it. I feel like with this initial sort of excitement, the ETF thing going well, I feel comfortable now. I'm finding myself more comfortable with the idea that I can tell friends or whatever to buy something, um, you know, because friends don't like to watch their friends' bags go down. It's just not fun. You like to be the one that was like really smart, gave someone advice and it went up. So there is a tendency for um, bull markets to happen all at once for this reason. Um, it's like this, it's like this, the euphoria just like runs the, the show. Yeah. But yeah, total three, like it, um, it went back to its um, sort of fib resistance. So it, that, I kind of drew some fibs on it just to see approximately where that would be. And it, and it kind of rode up three fibs off the bottom and then it came down below um, at the second fib. And then it kind of is trickling around there. So I don't know. I mean, that's why if we, I mean, we get it, we, we break above that 500 ish billion on total three. Mm-hmm. I oh, think yeah. we can have a, We can have a nice little leg up and I think the alts are going to especially boom, which is good. I saw Google just um, approved, I think in this group I'm in, what was the article? Google to permit crypto ads starting January 29th. There you go. So, I mean, you're That's starting to, bullish. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. starting to see these little things like here and there to pop up. So, I mean, it's starting to make sense, but we'll see. Yeah. Total two, which includes Ethereum, uh, still has a ways to go to reach prior high. Um, 747 billion is where it is now. And the prior high was at 1.7 trillion. So we've got a ways to go. Like, uh, so the total two is lagging behind BTC as far as recovery back to prior high. So the alts just generally have like more room to run. It looks like than Bitcoin. Yeah, like, just even to get to prior high. That's what's nice about it. Um, that's what I like about Chainlink's chart in particular because prior high is like fifty two, fifty three dollars, and we're only at fourteen dollars. And while I'm not so sure about what Adam will do, because like. You know, I, I'd like it to move and everything, but Chainlink series of narratives are so much more obvious. The probability of hitting prior high is really, really good. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and that's a that's like a four x from here, right? Like, so that's really uh, a relatively sort of easy thing to hit for Chainlink compared to a lot of other, a lot of other kind of like questionable brand names and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I, I was looking at the chain link. Chart. I, I had an alert go off. I think maybe was it a couple of days ago. I don't know what I, I don't know what I had on it, but I kind of like where it's it, at. It dipped like thirteen sixty or something. I think. Yeah, it might have been right on. I was looking maybe under that fourteen twelve that dip. That yeah, kind of went fourteen down. twelve yeah. now. 
Yeah, I think I, I had a dip underneath that candle just to see what it would look like after. Um, it's recovering nicely, I will say. We'll see. Yeah, I'm in a position where I sort of like, um, I threw all my money at, at crypto already. The thing is like, if I want to get more cash out, I've got to go and like sell some stocks and things. And if I do yeah. that, there's like tax consequences and whatever. So it's like, I want to make that really count if I want to do that. So what I'm thinking is, is like, if I do that, like um, I, maybe only, I, I'm going to only do that if we get some sort of really gnarly dump for some reason, just out of the blue. And hopefully it's decorrelated where like stock market doesn't dump and maybe crypto does. And I can just get it, get it, you know, ape into it at that point. But, um, you know, like, but at the same time, like had I actually just simply bought crypto instead of stocks, um, I would have done better <laughs> because even if you just like pick the simple blue chip, like link at seven to eight dollars, you've already two extra money already. And, all right. So, right. Uh, the thing is, like, crypto just moves so much faster than stocks. Sometimes you feel dumb for even being in stocks, but whatever. It's just a different risk exposure. That's right. That's right. Are you looking at anything else up here lately or no? Um, not too much else. I think uh, the guys, were, you know, GJ and whatever were shilling me what's going on with Megaloo with the whale token. And that looks pretty interesting. It's a very low market cap. Um, and um, I might pick some up. It seems like it's like 17 million market cap. And um, doesn't seem like a bad choice out there. What, toke, what is it? It's the white whale. Um, remember the old whale token from Terra? Oh, yeah. What happened? To, what, what are they doing now? What so what they're they doing now is they're doing cross chain. Like they're on like seven different chains. Got they're it. doing cross chain. Arbs, meaning like trying to balance out prices of different coins and things. Yeah. So it weren't seems they, like weren't they the one? Weren't they the ones that like sent the like when they did the initial ICO? They sent like the money to the wrong like group. Didn't we, wasn't there like a space around that? If I remember right. Oh shit! I don't know. Don't you I remember? Don't, don't you remember like when they first opened? Like someone made a mistake. And they sent, like <laughs> I, don't know. I swear, I remember that space. I have to go back and find it. But yeah, I oh, remember that. The white yeah, some space where they were bitching about fucking something up. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's that. <laughs> sure. I see a white whale DeFi. Here we go. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's kind of funny. God, I haven't heard this name for a while. The white yeah, whale. it's kind of small market cap. I, you know, again, like, you know, it's it, is it going to get that much attention? You know, the the thesis for these micro caps is generally like in a bull market, everything runs. And like every random thing catches a bid when like the the retail FOMO kicks in, and that's the theory at least. And um, this these narratives are spun out of whole cloth anyway. It's like if you just keep saying it over and over again, eventually it happens. It's just really funny. <laughs> like yeah, if people start acting bullish, just people, other people start acting bullish, and it's just everything goes to all, all hell. Uh, people get just crazy. Yeah, I'm trying, and that's why this this go around. I'm trying to just play a couple bags heavier versus kind of spreading across more i don't know we'll see how it works out i feel like last time i kind of was just throwing darts still winning but it just felt not as i don't know it seemed like it was a little harder i don't remember all the bnb rugs and it's, all those ones it's, it's weird being it's weird being all already like fully allocated though because like um I, I feel like there's no buttons to push and i'm just standing around waiting for something to happen i know that's why i need the <laughs> 
the yeah. Luna ecosphere back. So I was like pushing shit every day. I was like, ooh, yeah. this, ooh, that, ooh, this. Right, exactly. Like that, that's what's missing right now. It's just something to kind of do. Um, although, you know, like the urge to do all that shit has gone down considerably because I really, really can't be bothered with the goddamn tax paperwork. I mean, th- that's really my biggest. Like, if you look at like Cosmos, multi chain, whatever, right? Um, it's fine if if you you know a little bit of change is floating around here and there, and you know you don't you know like no one's going to notice in a tax perspective because it's like just junk money. But as soon as you start playing with real big you know money and like actual you know gains are happening, then it's like oh wait, I, I but I made those gains with seventeen million transactions, and I have to like post all that nonsense and yeah, uh, it's just it's just silly. Yeah. Um, so as the stakes get higher, you're worried about audits and things, and you, know, you don't want to deal with that. So, you know, messing with too many little micro DeFi protocols, especially shit that doesn't connect with Coinly, uh, starts to become a problem. <laughs> especially because, yeah, like, the chain, the the, uh, the the like the ability to sort of audit those things, the tools for that have gotten much much better. So you you know you know, and then like before, like Cosmos and Terra, or whatever, were like unknown sort of type destinations right whereas now it's like the cosmos chains and stuff it's like auditing those is pretty easy at this point if someone wanted to check what you did they could yeah that's true i just pulled up my spreadsheet let's see nexus astroport anchor stator stator stake spectrum prism i mean those are all the things i was messing around with this was pushing buttons like i wasn't bored you know just doing stuff now it's like I just look at a chart. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, up. exactly. Oh, it's going down. I'm like, I saw my trading view subscription. I'm like, shit, why am I paying for this thing? Like, like what am I going to look at? <laughs> like, my trading view subscription is pretty high. It's like, I don't know, $300 or something a year. Yeah, I have like, the, the highest tier too. Like, oh. I should be like, I should dump that thing and like, I don't know, get some more like, you know, some TV subscriptions or some shit <laughs> or, or something else. <laughs> I know. Uh, it looks like some other people came up. We can ask them what's going on, Steffi. Coley, what's up? You there? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm here. I, um, what are you doing? I was sitting here. I, honestly, I was wondering. I was like, how did I become a speaker? I didn't I didn't just hop on here and start making a bunch of noise. But uh, no, I'm not up to much. Just uh, good to hear you guys speak. I haven't, you know, been you around. Some, you buying some crypto junk? What are you doing? Kind of just watching and waiting still. Um, yeah, I haven't really, nothing's really had me like uh, excited again. Like, you know, well, I guess it's been, a, it's been a long time since I've talked to y'all. But um, yeah, I mean, I've just been watching, waiting, learning, like still learning. Like I enjoy the learning more than anything. Uh, and basically just listening to you guys' tips and probably going to uh, go from there. But um, yeah, just been, um. Still trying to I've, figure I've, out this space. I've learned mostly to just do a lot less shit. Is what my what, like my my personal situation is. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think I learned the biggest learn biggest learning I've learned is when I want to buy something, I split it in half, and then I say I'll buy another half another time, and I just keep kind of doing that over and over again. Because like before, I was just like buying it all. I'm like, okay, I'll just go all in and just buy. So I think the DCA strategy has definitely helped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I will say I, I I have not been able to really like get into my own little strategy, but I will say 
the uh like y'all were just talking about the FOMO and all that. I'm over all that. Like wanting to get into something because it's like the next big thing. Like I definitely feel like that part that I was like, I think when I met you guys, I was kind of like still in that where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to miss out and all that, like on, on everything. And it kind of put me in a horrible position, but at the same time, it was a great position. And now it's just kind of like, I just sit back and listen to everybody. I rarely talk now. So yeah, this is rare for me to even. Yeah. But I would say <laughs> that the, the, the market's really early now though. So if you're going to mess with anything, now is the kind of the, as things trickle out of the bear market, it's kind of the best times usually. The next few years oh. should be pretty decent usually. All right. And I will take that and I will probably keep watching. <laughs> now I'm just playing. But um, yeah, it, it feels like the time is, uh, it feels like things have changed, like from just seeing everything, which I've just got done talking about. Yeah, it, it definitely has like, uh, the bull market and all that like it's it's it takes the, i don't want to say it's the, here but it takes the 90 percent of people who got wrecked um it usually takes that group of people like a period of time to get over the ptsd the depression mm -hmm. over it and like a couple years is right about right and also it takes people time to sort of like build up a nest egg i mean like you know if you were like really really aggressive with your investing last season and you got wrecked then what happens is is like you know you just don't have any money to spend so like you you have to kind of like build that up I think it takes a couple of years for people to build back up again. And they're like, Ooh, I want to gamble again. Yeah. So I think we're, yeah. you know, we're getting close to that time. Um, this coming year, I think this, this year, I mean, I will say the one thing, uh, that I am trying to work on and not, I'm trying to work on still with like, you know, onboarding people, um, like, you know, people close to me and kind of making a little side thing because I've noticed so many people don't still don't know. And so many people are, you know, always worried about the scams and, you know, just kind of getting wrecked, like you, you know, said. So I've kind of been I've been educating a few people trying to see where, you know, I can fit in and possibly start charging some people. But that's yeah, been essentially it, just much, to avoid it. I don't know how much people got wrecked on necessarily scams. The vast majority of people just got wrecked on straight price action. You know, like yeah. even, even ETH and Bitcoin or whatever would pull back like 70 to 80%, right? So if you just happen to buy the wrong time, people get very upset. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, my my thing is more of a just preparing people for what can happen and what you should avoid essentially like that's where i'm still kind of like you know like connecting to certain stuff like a lot of people still don't understand crypto or blockchain tech like not, none of that at all like i mean when i talk about it i, I have to you know go through the whole spiel about all the uh the dexes and oh, i'm sorry the sexes <laughs> the cx uh the exchanges <laughs> crashing and whatnot and it's just like i don't know it's like it excites me to start talking about it and getting back into it. But then, uh, yeah, for the getting, you know, kind of just not making a, how you make your decisions, I guess. That's where I'm like, when I run into people and I'm talking about the different things, everybody still kind of has that thinking they're going to hit it big type thing instead of the, you know, the slow trickle. You got to kind of give it time. It's going to take time. All of this takes time. I have to wait two years this time around yeah. so <laughs> I, the last yeah. stick buy I made was like at the bottom of the next almost a year and a half two, finished two years ago yeah I, can, I definitely can say this whole last year I didn't mess with anything crypto so when you all were talking about taxes I was like oh man 
Uh, the year before that, whoo, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, that that oh, was a lot. Was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. So this past year, I was just like, I, if I'm not going to like make a commitment to anything, I wasn't really messing with anything like for the whole year. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a little step back and keep listening to you guys. It's good to hear y'all's voices, though, definitely. Yeah, good seeing you again. All right, Jazz, take care of you. What are you up to, Jazz? How do you what say up? your name, by the way? Jasm. It's like Jasm. it's like or or Jasm, but Jasm, you know, or Jasm, or Jasm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, nah, right. it, what you up to? <laughs> um, so I made an. I was gonna. I, I, I'm leading to a question, but I made an interesting discovery today. So this might be like old news to anyone using, um, like Fidelity or a- anything else for like their four hundred one k. But they actually have an option fund options like your target retirement or your S&P 500 index or whatever, you can actually transfer money into this brokerage link account and there's no taxable event involved. Um, And your funds retain the same characterization that they went in with. So for instance, if you contribute, you know, via Roth, they maintain the Roth status, but you can buy stocks, ETFs, et cetera, et cetera. as long as your company permits it, it may be different. You're cutting out a little bit there, I think, or is it me? I'm not sure. Might be me. Uh, anyway, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying like within your brokerage, I mean, you have like different investment uh, type of accounts that might uh, allow you to buy like Bitcoin ETFs. It's a, self-direct, it's a self-directed IRA, so some companies yeah. allow you to to send yep. your 401k over. So I've done that, like, if, if you ever leave, so for what people need to think about is if you ever leave a company, like, like I worked somewhere for, you know, X amount of years left. Uh, and then when I move that to like a TD Ameritrade, then you can go to a self-directed. It still keeps all the characteristics of it. And then I took all that money and invested in like uh, a re or, you know, like investments through houses. So all that money is being used to buy houses now. But you can kind of do that. But you can't. Some some people allow it. Some people don't. Like my current company doesn't, which sucks. But because I left my last one, I was able to take my four hundred one k, move it to somewhere that then does that. So some people got to think about yeah their company. Yeah, that for sure. But again, like it, you know, it's going to be different company to company. But I so I, I yeah. you know, I'm able to keep those four hundred one k funds same same characteristics, but invest in stocks or whatever. So anyway, long story short, I uh, I picked up some Coinbase um on this dip and so now basically i have this money now both you know current um nest egg that i have as well as future contributions which also have an associated company match that are sort of a thing but sefi and or anyone else was just curious to see if y'all had any like um stock shills again this is money that's kind of locked into the tradfi stock etf type arena i was just curious like if there are any any individual hmm. stocks y'all, y'all kind of like right now um well uh like is sort of a relative term like i tend to buy the stuff that's wrecked the most sure not necessarily for like what's gonna grow the most but what like you know where the sell pressure has essentially been abated already i can pull up my thing real quick and like show you i can mention a few that are might be interesting so what i'll do is i'll pull up my portfolio and just tell you like what's down at this point that I have that hasn't pumped sort of, so to speak already. Cause you don't want to be jumping into like tech stocks and shit that have already pumped that are going to, you know, God knows 
how far down they're going to go to the netherworld after they done. No, no FOMO. So, yeah, uh, don't want to be aping the S&P at the top or whatever, you know, big players in the S&P at the top or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so let me pull up a few things. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a hint here. Um, so it, the stuff that I have down the absolute most um, is stuff like in the electric slash lithium auto stuff. So if I just pull up like what's in the deepest red, that's what it is. So like one that might be interesting to you might be PLL, which is like the Piedmont lithium, whatever. It's like a, you know, and it's like my position is down 61%. So that gives you an idea of like how wrecked my position is compared to like where it is. So that might be worth looking at. Um, another one, um, NIO, NIO, which is an electric car maker out of China, which apparently is fairly, has fairly good execution. The Chinese market, the stock market is kind of wrecked because like their stock market is just doing really shitty right now. So it's down about 35%. So that might be something that might interest you. Um, what else here is interesting? There's one called SQM. Call, it's like Society Chimica de Chile or something. And um, it's on Fidelity. I'm down about 29%. But what's interesting about this one is the dividend yield at this price is about 11%. Um, so like, you know, the dividend I've made on this thing for this last year has almost balanced out like, you know, the, the downside of the stock. But it's down because like, it rode up a bit on lithium hype. And as sort of like the lithium hype settled down a little bit, their price went down. But that's the whole point. Like you want to buy the stuff that's absolutely wrecked in what, theory. Was there some kind of macro <laughs> event that caused like this sector of stocks to yeah, uh yeah. to what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that macro event is basically high interest rates. So automotive uh, like sales just took a took a nosedive. It's really all I that see. Is. Okay. So um another one would be like one of the top Solar makers in the U.S. or solar installers is like Enphase, E-N-P-H. I'm down 23% on that one. Um, what else? Um, let me see here. Um, ooh, a decent one, I think, at this price is still ADM, which is Archer Daniels Medlin. It's the agriculture, like, you know, between ConAgra and ADM, they own like most of the land in America or whatever. Uh, in terms of agriculture land and all the ag stocks are down, but they have decent, um, they typically have half decent dividends. So my position is down about 15%. I don't have a lot of it, um, but it is like a 4% dividend yield here, which is not bad. So that's one you could easily add on the way down. It's not going to zero or anything. Like it's a good, it's a pretty easy one to just like pick up if, you, if the market takes a dip further. Um, what else is interesting? Um, a lot of other stuff was way lower before when I bought these things. And like, there's a pile of stuff I have that's down like maybe five to 10%. Um, but like, they're not nearly sort of- Is, is that you kind of, uh, is that kind of you filtering for stuff that's down the most that, that, you, that you own kind of thing? Yeah. So this is if I just, I just took my portfolio and like listed an order of yep. percent down from the top of my total buy. Yep. Um, and what I do oftentimes is like, I'll periodically look at this. And if I'm like wanting to add something, I'll add to things that are just completely wrecked. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because like, and then I'll also look at a couple of things. If I am getting something wrecked, like, you know, it, there's some other considerations to keep in mind as well. Like if you're buying a wrecked thing, it's also like, 
Number one, are they positive cash flow? So if you have a P to E ratio on that particular stock and it's in the green, it's positive. That means they actually make money. If they don't sure. make money, then that's a whole other speculative thing, right? So like the Piedmont lithium example, like they don't have a P to E ratio listed. So you're theoretically hoping they make money at some point, in which case the stock really takes off, right? Um, on the other hand, it's like if you want to grab things that have like positive cash flow and you want to grab things that have some dividend and you want the stuff that like because the price of a stock is down low enough your relative dividends are high so that's another criteria so if i'm if i have like five or six different items in here and some of them are like dubious compared to the others i'll pick the one with the highest dividend relative to its share price at the moment so a, a good example would be like there's one called san juan basin royalty units sjt it's an energy thing with like oil gas and whatever and its yield right now is like 20% off of this like San Juan Basin Trust thing. So it's like, um, it's down, um, its chart is basically, it's like mostly wrecked. So it's really like down hard compared to the top and whatever. Its P to E ratio is only three, but it's got a 20% div yield. So wow. like it, so the reason why the div yield's high, you could argue is because like, there may be further downside for this thing, or maybe the dividends will be cut. So like people have escaped from this. So anytime things, dividend yields are really high, you have to imagine like there could be reasons why it's that bad, or it's just the market has priced it down and like it's oversold and like ready to, you know, it's ready to, be, you know, to pick some up. So that's, that's one where I have like, I don't know too much about it. So I have a relatively small position, but I realize like, you know, if I'm down, like my position's down 30%, right? I'll make that like 20% back in one year. So it's like, <laughs> if, if it continues to pay out dividends or whatever. Um, and the last time I read about it, it looked fine. So I didn't really mess with it. But you can see how, um, like how I think basically, like I'm picking stuff up when they're wrecked. And then yeah. in the things that are wrecked, if I find something with a really low PDE ratio, then um, that's one criteria. Another criteria is like, is it a company that's likely to go to zero? If the answer is no, okay, that's a checkbox. And then the number three is like, is it a company that um, has a relatively high dividend comparatively? And that will kind of balance me out a bit. That's my next thing. And that's pretty much it. That's the magic. There's, you don't need to know too much else because there's only so many stocks in the, in the stock world that are actually positive cash flow, right? Like, like they actually make money. And um, and that so like another one would be like Leggett and Platt. What do they make? It's like the the, the it's called the the ticker is L E G, and they make furniture and shit, or they may have furniture companies. And so obviously they're down because interest rates are high, and you know the assumption is that people won't buy furniture or whatever. But at the current price, the dividend yield is seven point seven percent, and my position is down twenty percent. So um, it's it's underperformed for me, but that's good for you because you're hearing about it, you know, after I've already gotten wrecked. And your dividend yields like seven plus percent, just decent. So, mm. so that's kind of what how it benefits. Like since I'm already a dip buyer, yeah. If my shit is down, that means it's dipped even more after I already thought it did. No, that's right. You see my point? No, totally. And I, yeah, from following you long <laughs> enough, I know your style. So that's maybe you know. I mean, it, I, obviously none of what you're saying is financial advice, but just me thinking through it. Maybe I'll just pick up a you know a little bit of a basket of the stuff and. Wait till rate, wait a little bit till after rates rates yeah. get cut and stuff. The, Something like that. The simple answer is yeah. The simple thing you can do is like always just get like you're not sure what the hell any of this stuff is. Yeah. Get like one share. Like, yeah. And, and, you, and you only get one, 
because then in your portfolio, you'll be able to see which ones of those are dipping. And you That's go, okay, like, okay, I had 10 possible things I picked up. And of those, this one over here, I'm down 10% on my one share that I bought. I'm going to put, I'm going to get two shares of that. Right. Yeah. So like you can scale in exponentially at that point. Cause you, you have a lot of money left over. Like, but if you buy all in at one time, then, you know, you, you won't have money left to sort of like find some dips and on fidelity, at least if that's what you're on the, um, if you're in cash, you're in money market and money market yield right now is like 5%. So your cash is making solid. Yeah. Or, or solid, just, yeah, uh, so. just fight, you know, get a, one one share of course or just like just a just a small starter position kind of thing and then and then scale on like exactly so yeah yeah and then you know like and right now i would say like the electric ev slash lithium stuff is down ag is kind of down um and you might find some deals in commercial real estate because everyone's worried about it getting wrecked and then you might find deals coming up in the next like few months in this mid-sized banks because like the Fed is changing its policy in terms of like their bank failures round two or bank failure fear round two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, another round of bank failure concept. And then you can kind of play the FUD there and find some stuff that dumps and like grab a little bit of those. Um, but again, like when you're when you're going for like bank FUD type things where things legitimately could go to zero. You know, go small, and and yeah. if you pick up a bit, some of those, and they they go to zero, whatever, who cares? But go really small, and then scale in a little bit. So that's what I did with like the last bank fud round, and I did really well. All my bank shit was up like forty percent. Um, nice. After like uh, since last year till now, and whatever dividends yields they had were relatively high because again, when the stock price is completely wrecked, your relative dividend might be like some of those relative dividends I bought them when they were like eight to 10% dividend yield. So I'm also like, Hmm, do I really want to sell these? Cause I got them so cheap. They're just money printers at eight to 10%. Right. So, um, anyway, uh, the other thing too, is like generally a generally good trick in stocks is energy. Energy. You can basically, um, like, uh, you can basically DCA to the very bottom almost always and have no problem. Uh, there's there's a there's almost certainly a floor value there pretty much most of the yeah, time exactly there's yeah. always a floor value and um you could you could scale in exponentially to any of the like big um oil stocks right now the the oil refiners are actually running a little bit they just started to pump so <laughs> that might be one that like so i have some of those so the good thing about having a little bit of like i just had create a stock portfolio where i have like several hundred different whatever you know just sh you shotgun know. the shit out of it basically i shotgun the shit out of it and the reason is because then i can see at any given moment what's down and what isn't relative in my yeah portfolio. i can add like works as kind of a watch list or whatever exactly it works as a watch list it's perfect and what what you end up doing is you're making yields off of all that shit so like periodically you can deploy those into something too and um so that creates like as opposed to a mutual fund or something where they reinvest everything charge a fee like instead, I'll just pay the dividend taxes, which are not that bad, and I can just deploy them whenever I feel like it. And um, the the fidelity you want to convert it to a margin account too, usually because then you don't like you don't have the same settlement rules and stuff. It's easier to use. Not that you have to use the margin necessarily, but you you like right now because I have a margin account, like I have a pretty large stock portfolio. If I see something really interesting and I don't have any cash on hand, I can usually easily take the margin from there if I feel like it and just buy whatever I want. Um, so it can be it can be useful, but I I don't tend to use margin very much at all. I usually don't like the idea of paying interest 
to other people. I'd rather them pay me, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's kind of my my tactic. So I tend to stay low risk as far as that. But anyway, yeah, Fidelity's pretty good. The the their trading platform's good. Now you can get the Bitcoin ETF stuff in there too. So like, yep. I, I bought a bookmark of BTC ETF as well, so that if it you know if we get a dump or something, you know, I'll I'll notice it and I'm like, oh, I'll just add a little bit of that to this and. Uh, or it's like if stocks are up but BTC's down, that'll be like the perfect delta or the perfect play because then you can still sell the top over here, buy the bottom yeah. over here simultaneously. That'd be like that's too easy almost. It's like um so it probably I won't probably get that opportunity, but go figure. Yeah, because I mean didn't the S and P just recently made like an all time high, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yep, not all like of the stuff I, I have, like because the S P was has been heavily weighted towards like tech and whatever. Um, S&P is basically like like 15th X stocks that just run a whole bunch. I didn't do as well as having if I were to just held like the top tech stocks. I, I, had, yeah. I bought a lot of stuff that like dumped. I bought a lot of stuff with dividends and I picked up a lot of items that um, I felt like were sufficiently wrecked, but not necessarily going to be the biggest runners. It was more of a capital preservation kind of thing. Um, and, um, you know, like... But now, now the stock market's a little bit more mid-market. Like, I mean, when I bought, it was like not this last <laughs> October, but the October before that, up and through this last summer, and um, and things were really, really cheap back then. So now I don't feel super strongly about recommending a lot of stocks to anybody. Like, like there's not a lot of them. I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, this is what you should get. <laughs> like even sure. the, even crypto stocks like Coinbase and this and that ran pretty good already. Um, it did I run. I, Coinbase is interesting at the moment just because it, it did go to like 180 and then right now it's back at like 125. So I was like, yeah, I'll throw a little bit at it and then, you know, maybe scale in if we see like 80 bucks again or something like that. But um, yeah. Yeah. So, but what you're, but I, I guess what you're saying is like that list we talked through, that would be kind, a, a, a kind of your short list in terms of it. Appealing stocks yeah, to you. I've got some. I've got some others on there that I just kind of skipped through that I wasn't, you know, um, that, that don't have like some of the, you know, dividend criteria and things like that. But because sure. uh, here's the thing, like if you're going to be a bag holder on something, you you should get paid to be a bag holder. So the yeah. thing is, like, if you pick the Point. stuff with the relative higher dividend yields, at least like if you're down ten percent, right? You know, a year or two from now, you're maybe break even again just on the yield. Um, and, and if anything, like if you'd rather just not touch that ever again, you just want to get paid forever, well then get paid forever, right? Like just hold on to it however long. So I, I think like, that's the, the mentality to have with stocks is like, what are, what am I comfortable holding forever? If I get stuck with this bag where I don't have to sell it high or I mean, sell it low, I'm sorry. Um, so keeping, keeping a bunch of small positions, ton, lots of different ones gives you the volatility exposure or the, you know, the dip exposure that you need for future buys. So that like you have a strategy so that as you move forward, you know, like how to pick up a few things here and there. Um, main thing is like if you go and grab yourself wrecked charts as opposed to the ones that pump, that's a really good general <laughs> concept. Yeah. Because um, when everything runs, you know how it is like everything runs. So when they start lowering interest rates or do some shit, right, everything just kind of blows out. And so, you know, what do you care what you own at that point? It's just everything goes up. Um, but right now, I would say, like, if I was going to pick something, like, what is the blue chip item today at this moment that I invested the absolute most in um, that has, like, I think, good balance between 
downside and upside. I, that's why I picked up a bunch of chain link, but you already know that. Um, so my <laughs> oh, yes. chain link buys dwarf. Like I bought more chain link than I bought of like most of my stocks over the last year and a half. Oh, yeah. Like that's a lot. No, I bought man, a lot. So. If I, trust me, <laughs> if I could use this money towards chain, I'd probably just buy another like you know x amount of chain link or whatever. Again, the main reason yeah, I asked this is because it's it's locked. Yeah, exactly. It's locked into the. You know, it's a, it, unless I want to pay 10% penalty on it for a, you know, a 401k withdrawal or whatever, which doesn't sound very appealing. Yeah. So anyway, like that's kind of the theory. Like I, I, if I have to, if we get another dip in link, what I'll do is I will, or if BTC drops, I, I don't think I'll buy the BTC ETF. What I'll do is I will sell some of my stocks that are I'm not my like, you know, high dividend, you know, conviction bags or whatever. Yeah. And I think what I'll do is I will, um, you know, I think what I'll do is like just cash that out, move cash my bank account, move it, to, you know, exchange and go and get some. Just like, yeah, it's like 10 or 11 bucks link. Oh, man. That would be uh, yeah, 10, very, 10 very sliverable. That would be a solid. Yep, 10 would be a solid buy at this point. Yeah. But who knows? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been consolidating yeah. for so long. I, it, I, it could go either way. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't go below like twelve bucks again until I don't know, maybe, maybe ever, but at least until the next bull runs over or whatever. So, well, I guess we'll see. If Bitcoin goes to thirty k, yeah, BTC dumps to thirty k, then you'll see. You'll see. You'll definitely see everything. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, I don't know. I think we're we're in a having the having year is coming. And there's no obvious, you know, black swan catalyst. So yeah. uh, with ETFs already in the in the wild and people playing with them, inflows coming in, I think there's a pretty good chance that dips will get bought up. And and we, my guesstimation is that we're up into the right like for the rest of the year, unless a black swan, you know, takes everything down for a bit. Um, and and you could definitely go up a lot more and then take a dump. Um, so you yeah, know, yeah. If we if we get it if we get a drop in length, then I'm ready. But like, I bought a lot at like I don't know 14 or something. Um, added to my bag that was a seven. So my average is now 12 on link. So I'm pretty comfortable there. Um, yeah, I think that's not a bad not a bad place to be overall. No. I'd say, but you know how you know how this market is. It's like Jesus, like chain link, especially um, among many things, has been extraordinarily volatile. And the other thing about Chainlink is, I think it's like heavily leverage traded. So it's like... Yeah, it has, all, it has a like a hard time like, oh. getting out of its own way kind of thing almost. Maybe. What happens is, is like, you'll see a chart. It looks really, really good. It's like, oh shit, this is going to break out for sure. Right. And then it dumps again. Like Chainlink is really, really good at like having like decent looking chart setups you can almost be sure if the chart looks really good you're basically not going up <laughs> like the past two months i'm pretty sure people have been yeah. just gigalonging like 1275 to 13 and then it runs up to 16 and then people like giga short it back down to 13 that's what's what it's been doing for like three months it feels like so you know i suspect i suspect what will happen is link is it won't allow people to sort of like get in too easily yeah. What'll happen is is that like when it runs, it's gonna like run really fast. And then yeah. it'll be like, oh shit, what just happened? And then the people that wanna like, you know, long some pretty chart pattern get screwed because like the run happens instantaneously. Yeah. Right. So like that that's a possibility, you know, where and it's done that before. You get these impulsive moves out of nowhere and, and the nice looking chart 
I mean, how many times like have you seen that with Chainlink? Go back to his chart and you're like, oh shit, look, that looks like it was a pretty good spot. It was gonna run and then bam, it just dumped. <laughs> like in fact, last year, like last year around this time, right? Like it was like, you know, you'd you'd be like, Oh, it's it went to twenty, it went down to seven, it's back up to sixteen again. Oh yeah, here we go. It's gonna break all time high. And it drums dumps to like five or something, <laughs> like you know, or dumps back down to seven or eight. Um, so yeah, it's like interesting how um the leverage gets flushed again and again and again. But the you since if when you know it happens though, you, you're prepared for it, and you, you know you can put large bags and not panic. So, you know if my if my portfolio in link gets cut in half, you know I'm not going to even lose any sleep at night because I know it's going to come right back up. Yeah. But like if you're a newbie, and watch that kind of action. You you know people are going to wreck and get wrecked and um like they're going to sell the bottoms and stuff. I'd actually be shocked if it ever goes below five bucks again. To be honest, considering the floor we built there, so I think that's like five. You know, five is just way too obvious. Yeah, bye. Yeah, I I think that's worst, worst, worst case. That's the that's its base value, pretty much. So I think right now the thing is like the newbie has no idea what it does. That's really the bottom line. Yep. Like that's the, um, it's like to get attention now, like who's buying chain link exactly. Um, you know, and, and is there going to be like a gigantic, you know, set of link Marine YouTubers and stuff that are going to show the shit out of it that I'm not sure of. Have you seen that? Yep. Like there's a fair amount of YouTube stuff, but I haven't seen a lot of like, Maybe I'm just not looking in the right place, but have you like when you search YouTube, you don't see a lot of independent channels. We need the TikTokers. Uh, YouTube. We need the fucking. Is it more TikTok? Well, I, I don't know, but we need them. Maybe. We, we need. We need some... <laughs> <laughs> Some someone's got to shield our. Yeah, come on. Dude, come on. Um, we need the yeah. just 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 a TikTok that says quadrillions. That's it. Um, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about retail. Because, um, I mean, you share a lot about how... Right? What did you say? I missed that? You cut I, off a little I, bit. Oh, sorry about that. You were saying, um, well, based on some of the stuff you've shared, it, it seems like metric-wise, it doesn't seem like retail's really arrived yet, right? Um, not really sure. Um, like, if you just use Google Trends, which is like searches on YouTube and whatever, um, it's, it's been pretty light so far. So I don't know. Um, like if you just search for like look at chain link searches and things like that, it's not particularly. But the yep. thing is that those metrics usually go up after the price goes up, not before. Uh, uh, like you would think like, that's like true. people would search it and then go buy it. But what happens is price is the meme. Uh, so yeah, the new buyers follow the impulse moves, not the other way around. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Like once Bitcoin breaks like 70K or something, those are probably going to spike pretty heavily. You know, whenever that is. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you'll have a lot of leveraged players that like play the Bitcoin breakout, and then it will, of course, run. And then, like, once it runs, everything runs, and the hype machine goes crazy. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the ETF stuff is working out great, though. I think you have like in, over the next six months, you have ongoing people buying in the ETF and your outflows from the ETF is probably going to be minimal at this point. Cause a lot of people just buy stocks and they forget about them. They don't really care. Yeah. Um, and so if you get a whole bunch of small buyers of the ETF stocks um, and or they're putting them in their retirement accounts or whatever, that's perfect. Right. Cause then, so I think that uh, the next year is going to do quite well. Um, the people like flooding the ETF stuff is just like, doesn't make any sense at all. 
think we're going to just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I see this as just kind of a, cl- it's just a classic sell the news type. And with the, the, you know, market was getting overheated anyway. You know, I, I really don't see us going back to like 25 K or whatever this shit, you know, could it, could we wick down to 30 or 35? Maybe Bitcoin's prone to do that, but I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to the point. Of the can you guys hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Yeah. It's kind of loud here. I had to hop in my car. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me okay or not. I can hear you. I'm not sure about others, fans. <laughs> anyway, if you can't hear me, I will drop back. Let me drop and I'll get come back later. I've got to do a little drive here. I'll get you guys a bit. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets, yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served